Welcome to the Neighborhood Realtor Podcast with me, your host, Matt Muscat. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books or blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because smart salespeople don't need to reinvent the wheel. My promise to you is that in each episode, you'll leave with one tangible idea that you can take to the bank. Hey everybody, thanks again for tuning into the show. I'm really excited for really excited for my guest today. We had talked a couple of weeks ago when I was a guest on his podcast, and I could not wait to have him back because he said things when he was interviewing me that I was like, shit, I need to know more about this. <laughs> so today we're with Chris Cusmano in Boca Raton, Florida. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You're right. That was a that was a fun episode you did with, on our show. So thanks for the swapping. We're swapping roles today. Well, firstly, I mean, kind of funny for anyone that didn't hear that one, we had probably 20 minutes of fun at your expense because your dog chewed up your headphones and you were wearing your your daughter's headphones. And I just, I related so much to that because I feel like between myself and some of our other top producers at the office, we're like all functioning in real estate at a very high level. However, we're all basically like working for our children sometimes and like we're at their mercy. So for anyone else that feels that way, you're not alone. You could be a top agent like Chris top mortgage professional like myself and your kids still rule the roost. So oh, 100%. Like as a matter of fact, right now, it's still, it's summer break right now for another week or so. And I guarantee you sometime in the next 30 minutes, you're going to, you're going to hear some shenanigans. Well, back. I hope if your kids come in, they at least have a good sales pitch. <laughs> right. They have their, they have their elevator pitcher lined up. I mean, we all <laughs> should be teaching them something. Um, yeah, right. So, Hey, so for everyone out there who hasn't, hasn't heard of you somehow, Walk me through um, how long you've been in real estate, where you came from, where you are now. Uh, talking about things like team size, where, like, what got you into the business, and kind oh, of sure. any pivotal sure. moments that kind of shaped who you are now. Well, I want to try to structure this where it's going to add the most value to um, the individuals listening, um, instead of just giving like you know my history, right? But yeah. but basically, I mean, maybe this will give you hope. Um, is that if you're struggling. I was 19 years old and I didn't really have an idea what I was going to do. I graduated college and basically I saw all those houses signs, like we buy houses, cash signs everywhere. Right. Um, and then I would call all of them and like, just see, I'm like, what is this about? These people aren't in school and they're making money. Like, what is this about? No one would call back. I'm, and finally one guy did. And I was like, listen, I'm going to work for you for free. His name is Alex Sharfin. He's actually does a lot of stuff out on Texas, Austin, Texas. Now, anyways, he, he called me back and he's like, yeah, I'll take some free labor. Sure. So I went out there and I worked for him and his wife um, for a couple of years flipping houses. Well, his wife was actually worked at a Remax office in Fort Lauderdale. And I did her transaction coordinating during that time. And that's where I learned paperwork and stuff like that on the real estate thing. Well, then I got my license um, in October of 2005. And that was really where the market crashed. Um they, the flipping business dried up because there was no equity, equity dried up. There was something to flip. So they moved on to do what they were doing. And I, um, I had my real estate license and I was trying to figure out this real estate game forever. I mean, I, I'm going to skip over most of the details, but basically it led me six years later when, um, my wife and I are pregnant with our first kid. And that's when I really started to get serious in the industry in 2011. And ever since then, it's just been head down, nose to the ground, pounding, pave it, figuring this game out, um, uh, building a foundation for uh, an enjoyable business where 
I was just thinking about it now. It's ironic. It's like, even though every day I'm in the, I, I have that mindset of it, hustle, hustle, I'm going to struggle. You don't want to be broke. You don't want to fail. But then if you're looking in contrast of most of the agents that enter the industry now, um, they probably look at individuals like yourself, Matt, and me, and they're like, I wish I were in their shoes. Um, and the good news is, is you can be. And when you're here, you're going to wish you're going to be in higher, bigger shoes later on. But anyways, that's just a thought that randomly came to my head. Successful people always want more. So, you know, just before, before I, I have like four questions to ask you based on what you just said, but what was, you got into the business around 05. What was your production like in 2021, for instance, just to give people a frame of reference? Oh, sure, sure. So uh, I guess I can uh, prelude to that to saying that I've never been one to really track my numbers or give a goal of a certain amount of sales or making any amount of money. That's never been my jam. My jam is just to work really hard and just enjoy the process in other things. But um, since I started getting into coaching and training and all that stuff, you kind of had to know those numbers. So they answer you, um, depending on the sources that you look at, realtor.com says I did 92 transactions in the last 12 months. Keller Williams Command says I did 124. The MLS says I did 86. So I guess if you take the average of 100, because I don't know, I don't okay. count it myself. Well, first 100. of all, even the lowest of those numbers is still pretty badass, given that the average agent in the US closes seven deals a year. So if average is seven and you did 80 on the low end, 120 on the high end, that's pretty awesome. Also really funny because the data in real estate, like as, as much money as they're involved, <laughs> data is just not that good. It, I mean, not. You can go on like, I can go on Facebook and I can see every realtor in town is posting that by some measure, they were the number one agent. Yeah, And like yep, every single yep. time I just laugh because I'm like, Boy, I thought that guy was the number one agent. Or yeah. I thought that guy was. And they all use whatever source makes them say they're the best. So it's, it's kind of funny. Lenders are no better. But that's a huge amount of business. So congrats on that. I know you have a Thank lot you. of systems that you implement yeah. to get there. But a couple of things I want to point out to the audience. Number one, one of the first thing you mentioned is that you started calling on signs to figure out what was going on. And I think that curiosity of like, why are these signs everywhere? Clearly they must oh. be working. Someone must be making money off of them if everyone's putting them out there. So I think for agents out there, when you see marketing, whether it's real estate related or something else, sometimes it never hurts to give them a call and to find out what the deeper thing is there. You know, one of the things I do is I get probably on my rental properties, I have realtors, homeowners, random investors reaching out to me every other day, asking to buy my, my investment property, not knowing that I'm in real estate. Yeah, and so yeah. on almost every one, I reach out. I want to know like, hey, like what made you send this out? What made you choose this verbiage? Like what's your success rate? Like what system are you doing? Are you sending this with? Because it's always fascinating to figure out like what people's success has been. And some of the meetings I've been able to set up based on that has been absolutely huge, including some agents who I'm like, you know, you forgot to put like all legally required disclosures on this and you should probably fix this before your broker calls you. Um <laughs> No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you know, on that note, it's 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 a weird thing in real estate and maybe in the mortgage world too. I know you come from that world that there's a lot of egos involved too with agents. And uh, what do I mean by that? I'll hear it in the office, like, oh, how come you're not going to this training? How come you're not going to that? Oh, I don't need that. Oh, I don't need that. And I'm like, well, you don't even know what it is. How do you know you're not needed? I don't need what he has. And then I've heard people say that about like overheard people say about mine. Hey, Chris is teaching a little bit. You want to go in there? I don't need what Chris has. I don't need, I don't and, so I think a lot of it's just ego and that ego gets in the way, ironically, for them to make them feel, I guess, good. They're making, they're making themselves feel bad and even worse later on because they can't 
learned what they would have learned and applied it and made their life better. So I guess you're right. Curiosity is seeing what works from other people. There's nothing wrong with that. You no, know, I think go, like go do if it. I was looking for like commonalities over the year or two, we've been running this podcast. Almost everyone on the podcast doing more than a hundred transactions a year says that they got started by asking every single other producer oh, yeah. what they were doing and then figuring out which strategies of those they would like to do. It doesn't mean you have to do every strategy, but you need to learn about it. You need to know what's up. You need to know what the possibilities are because every transaction in real estate is so different and you're going to have a client where you might need that marketing strategy yep. for them, even though it's not your general style. The second thing I heard you say, and I, the last two podcasts I did, the same exact thing came up. You started by, uh, by doing transaction coordination. And I love that because you became an expert on something in the business that you were getting paid for that transitioned you then into the rest of real estate, which is obviously the sales aspect where you're not. And that's very much how we train also, right? Like we want our lenders and the realtors we work with to train somewhere on a team before going out there on their own. Because when you do that, the failure rate's a lot lower. It's also kind of like a two year long interview to make sure you like the industry. It's a little bit safer. It's easier to convince your spouse that you're taking some type of role rather than just jumping into commission. So it's a job. It's a job, right? But it's a job (laughs) that usually you can get licensed and then start doing some deals as they come in. Um, When we talked last time, Chris, I was fascinated because you had just like such a great way of keeping your contacts front of mind in your database, but more so on your literal desk (laughs) <laughs> and then time blocking time to reach out. So can you share with everyone what that is? Because I think anyone who's not doing this is crazy, whether you do it your way or, or a digital way. Yeah, sure. I guess um, the best way to say it is that it's funny that you remember that because it's on my desk right now again. Um, so I, every day on my desk, I have my action steps for the day. I call it my daily HBCs, daily homes by Koozies. My, my team is called Homes by Koozies. That's what I ask them to do every day. And part of that daily is contacting a certain amount of people on social to uh, up your algorithms and those platforms, Facebook, Instagram, primarily. And um, what you do is, you know, basically I know every day I have a page of people that I have in my thing called the dream 300, my, uh, my dream 300 clients. And then I make sure I will message a certain amount of them, either post on their page or message them or text them or something, uh, just a page full of people a day. I cross them off. I turn the page and I do the next page the next day. And it just, it's not that hard to do. It's rewarding and increases the algorithm and just life is good. Okay. So number one, it's not that hard to do. So if anyone listening out there is wondering why they should do it, that's why. Number two though, who goes into your dream 300? So I I can see pictures on that. For anyone listening to this, Chris is holding up literal sheets of printer paper with pictures and names. Like how are you, who's going on this list? How are you choosing them? Are they clients? Are they friends? Are they Facebook friends? Who is it? Sure. I mean, so if you really, if you do, if you have 300 people in your database and you market to them in a very specific way uh, with multiple modalities, you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself to make a half million dollars if you do it right, right? Every year, you only need 300. That's why I don't understand why people farm and do absentee mailers and buy leads and all that stuff. You only need to talk to 300 people. Now, those 300 people who goes into it, um, you can, that's your choice. That's your choice. So what do I mean by that? Um, if you are born and raised or you grew up in an area, you've been around in an area for a long time, I guarantee you can find 300 people that you like, that you want to want to know more or, or want to connect with in some way. And you just simply put them on a list. And there's different strategies that I, I personally teach others how to do that. 
If you don't know 300 people, well, there's other ways to learn how to uh, do uh, 300 people, run charity events, do business to business networking groups, whatever, uh, sponsor uh, a kickball team or a whole kickball league, anything you do just to get out there to meet people. And I always say, once you get the 300 people that you like, then you just put them in a database, create a system and market to them. And that half million dollars a year is just math. You know, it's just math. It's so funny because like everyone in real estate throws out different numbers. And the number I've been throwing out to people forever is I call it the 7% rule. And that idea is that you should get your database up to at least 250 to 300 people. So I I start at 250 and I tell people a good realtor who's reaching out to these people with meaningful touches, not like a spam message, not spam spam email, eight to 10 times a year are going to close 7% of their database. 7% of your database of 300 people, 21 closings a year, average purchase price, 350. That's, I mean, that's some real money. Um, Well, it's a real number. You're at 7%, but Keller Williams, they say, I think it's 6%. So it's very close. Six or seven, it doesn't matter. It's just numbers. It's a numbers numbers. game. And then realistically, every single year that you follow that same method, you are going to really snowball affect your business because it's not just the 300 people. the, The list then grows with quality. And you get one referral, I think for every like three, if you're a good agent who communicates at a high level and people like you, you're going to get one referral at least for every three deals you do. So your first year you do 21 deals based on that math. The next year you're doing a third more. I mean, if that's not a way for exponential growth to hit a half million dollars in five years, I don't know what is. It's the easiest way. I know it is because I've run the ROI on all the other methods. Um, and it's just not that challenging. The only challenge would be there are some agents out there, and I've experienced this with my team firsthand. We're just dicks. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, they just don't want to work with people that they know for some odd reason, which is odd to me because you're, it's harder to convert people to hire you who don't know you as opposed to people who already do. Well, right, because in, in real estate, you're selling two things. You're selling yourself and the house. Yep. It's, it's, hard, it's harder to sell the house if they don't trust you and you haven't sold yourself yet. Yeah, I, you're right. No, that's it, man. No, it's the no like, trust, and remember. And people who already know and like you and mostly trust you, all you got to do is get them to remember you. But if they don't know you, first got to get them to know you. Like, why are you adding all those extra steps? I, I don't understand it. So uh, I tried all the other methods in my, in my 20 years. The best way by far is an organized approach to my Dream 300 method, systematic approach and reach out to them with uh, uh, unique and what you said, uh, meaningful touches. So walk, us through, so walk us through some of these meaningful touches because I know, sure. I know the number one reason that, people, that agents don't work their database is because they don't know what the hell to say. They don't want to be spammy to their friends. Yeah, or that, that too. Sales is not spammy and sales is not selling. That's that's their problem. They're thinking of it the wrong way. Sales yeah. is persuading. And, and we're not selling like you can spam people when you're trying to sell a three dollar, you know, Viagra pill on the internet, right? Like that clearly works for that. But you can't spam someone when you're trying to sell a five hundred thousand dollar house that you're gonna make a three no. commission on. One hundred percent. Well, uh, prime prime example of what not to do. I have these two lender buddies of mine who I love, great guys, but I don't give them business because they're annoying. They're and this is what I mean by that. Their 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 touches to me are always about how great they are at mortgages. It's never about like how I'm doing. Even though when it when they do do that, I know they're only doing it to open up the conversation about them. Um, so I purposely don't give them business because it's annoying. It's spammy. I'm saying you reach out to people with the expect- expectation of nothing back. 
not to lead the conversation where you want it to go. Nothing. It's legit relationships with 300 people that you like. Um, uh, real quick, going back a little bit, you said that you're, when you do that, your, your database naturally grows, but I do what's, uh, I, I, I top, I level off level. Hmm. I, I forgot the word level top or whatever, where you I get top, rid of the top, grade. top level. That's it. Or whatever you call it. Um, where you simply plug in new quote unquote, better people and get rid of the bottom people out of it. And you just think you're better and better. But anyways, um, my point is, it's like when you're reaching out to these individuals, um, it's solely not expecting anything back. Uh, for example, everyone on their birthday in my database, um, they get, they'll either get uh, pieces of cake that are wrapped. Um, you know, they always say, do you want a piece of me? Well, you got it. Happy birthday. And it's just a birthday cake sent to them, right? I didn't ask for anything in return. Um, on Wednesdays, today's Wednesday, actually every day, every Wednesday at four o'clock, our team does something that I think would be anyone listening. This could be, this could be your nugget for the day as, as simple as it is. Every Wednesday at four o'clock, we get on Google meet and we do two things. We have, um, we watch market statistics on the screen, on one screen. And then on the other screen, we write personal notes or thank you notes to people in our database. And it, it could be anything. So we'll go on their Facebook. If the guy or the dog, God forbid, passed away, then we'll write in a condolence note. If they got a new dog, I'm saying dogs because I know you like dogs. Say congratulations on your new puppy. If someone graduated, congratulations on your daughter's graduation, whatever. The point is that we're just sending a handwritten note that they were not expecting, that we didn't ask anything for return to in an organized, systematic way. And we make sure we time block that on Wednesdays while we're educating ourselves on the market condition. So if our phone does ring and people says, how's the market? You actually know what to tell them. Well, and that, that's huge. A couple of things you said there. So number one, we do the same thing. So every Monday morning, we look at the market and we pull a list of statistics that yeah. becomes our call fodder for the week. So it's like we have a list of like anything, hu any huge updates that like anyone we talk to, we want to get that update out. So like this week, we have a 2-1 buy down program and we can have the seller pay down your rate for the first two years. So that's like in every conversation we're having this week. Second is market stats. Like how many days are on, how many days are home sitting on the market? How much above or below asking price or home selling for? What are the average prices in the three markets that we mainly work on? Because then if you work those into every single call, they know you're an expert and being an yep. expert is half the, half the battle. I, I love that you guys are on the exact same page there. There's a little bit of caveat too, that people also want you to predict the future for them. Um, and although you can't do that, we, I, we do talk about where we think the market is going and we do convey that to our clients when they call, but we, I got to put this disclaimer and disclaimer, give them, I don't have a crystal ball. This is just how I feel, you know, make sure you throw that out there. Cause you got, you said the market was going to crash and I took your advice and I lost a million dollars. I didn't, I said, I think the market's going to crash. <laughs> right. So, right. Anyway, it's just a disclaimer. So I don't get sued. Well, I think it's, it's hugely important to do that. So when, so, you know, obviously you have your top 300 and I love that you kind of keep the list at a level that you can manage and you figured out the level that you can manage. Um, what, you know, aside from that list, are you guys doing like events? Or are you doing any other, any other forms of marketing or any, anything else really unique that's really working for you and your team? Well, since COVID, we haven't done events, although we probably should start that back up. Well, Florida uh, never got COVID. I mean, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's right. Uh, we, we, cause we, we had the, we led the country in deaths cause we're number one. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyways. Um, so in addition to that, um, yeah, man, you, you know what? I don't, I don't share this little trick too often, but it's something, another second nugget that you can, I, I guess, take is that I think every real estate agent should be doing in lieu of events, 
we created a VIP uh, Facebook group, a host by Kuzi Facebook group for our best of the best clients, people who buy or sold with us or refer people to us or, or cheerleaders or something like that. They're all in this group. And all it is, is every month we give away stuff, right? So um, there's a process through that. The first time you get everyone in there to the room, um, the first giveaway that you do, uh, you kind of make a big deal out of it. New VIP page, giveaway announcement on such and such day. You create the event inside the event tab. You send an email out to all those people. Be there on the event. Be there on the event. Live event, blah, 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 blah. And that, that event will be a big giveaway, right? Something of a good high value, ticket value. I don't know, four or 500 bucks, something, right? And then you say, all right, in order for you to win this, it's the easiest raffle you'll ever have to do. All you have to do is go to your notification settings, hit hit whatever the group and whatever the settings are, make sure that you get notified whenever we post into the page and set this and pin this group to the top of your groups. And I walk them through the steps on my, on the do that and put the video on the screen. That way you created a homes by cruise uh, or your, your VIP page of your people. You showed them how to make sure that this group, they get notified every time you post in the group um, and that they can't lose this group. And that's the only way they can enter the raffle for this big ticket item. So now you do the raffle, you give it away, you make it a big deal. Next month, you post about your new thing and everyone sees it because they got notified because they set their notifications up, right? Yeah, so that's that's one thing we do. So every month we give something away. In addition to that, I randomly have a screenshot of a Starbucks gift card and I'm going to probably do a Dunkin' Donuts. Some people like Dunkin' Better gift card and randomly we'll Very just Very controversial. Reload. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, and you're, you're, I didn't realize it was until then. Anyways, I'm a Tim Hortons so, guy, but I mean, Canada's pretty close to me. So that's why I had never been, but maybe there'll be a thing. Um, so, but what I was saying is in addition to that, the other, well, I have the, our gift card that they, you can screenshot and just get a free coffee with a certain dollar okay. amount. So I'll put like 50 bucks in my uh, Starbucks card reloaded 50 bucks, get it before someone else does. And all of a sudden you'll see the card balance go down and down and down and down and down. Right. But so think about it every single time you do that and every, your people are seeing it, not just the people getting coffee, but every time someone walks by a call, uh, a Starbucks or whatever, they're going to start thinking about you. Like, is there any money left on that VIP card? You know, let's try it. Or, you know, I can't believe Chris buys all that coffee. Right. So that's another thing I think. Uh, I love has that. Been really, really helpful. And, and- What's funny because you're giving people something of value and you're not asking for anything in return, which so many people like just don't get the concept of that. We'll do something every once in a while where we'll go to a coffee shop or a restaurant. We'll just say, Hey, here's 500 bucks. Can you put the next 20 people's tabs on our bill? And you can just let them know it was us, but you don't, we're not asking for anything in return. We don't want their information, nothing like that. Almost every time we do it. And then we post it on our social media. So at least our clients have the opportunity to go, Every single time we almost get a thank you message from every single person that used it. It's very rare to not have someone reach out that used part of that money to say thank you. And the business itself is usually through the moon. And we've done countless deals with employees of those businesses, other customers of those businesses, things of that nature. I mean, whether you do it online or in person, there's so many fun ways to to give back to your community in a fun way. And it's fun. It's fun. And you're actually you're bringing joy to people's lives that they didn't have. And I don't know. I just, I just love giving stuff. Well, you mentioned that it's fun, right? Like, so for everyone out there that does some form of marketing that you hate, stop. It is unnecessary, right? Like I talked to a team the other day and the guy's like, yeah, like my team lead, like 
we buy like $4,000 of Zillow leads and he makes me <laughs> sit at my cubicle uh, and put my headphones on and dial for uh, dollars and no one ever talks to me. And like, it sucks. And I want to like, uh, you know, he gets pretty negative on it. And I'm like, dude, like, let's doing meet it? because if you spent a fourth of that money on buying people coffee, pizza, mm -hmm, beer, yep. ice cream, like taking them to lunch, whatever, Jesus, like you could have so much fun and get more results. Not, you know, Zillow's fine. There's lots of lead places that are fine, but if you don't like it, don't do it. Dude, I just got two deals. Um, two deals. One is signing, probably should have signed today, and the other one just closed from something I did last Father's Day. What I did in my Dream 300, um, I, I actually slimmed it down to my Dream 100 and I printed out Father's Day shirts. It says, it says, Dad's like, if that I have it covered, whatever, and it has like a grill thing and a, and a tool, and the back has the logo. And I just said, and I just, all I did was drive around in little bags. My wife put them in little bags and we just dropped them off to all these different houses for Father's Day. So now they get this shirt they weren't expecting. They're going to rock it on Father's Day, it has my logo. Anyways, a year later, one of the uh, guys who got it, um, they, I just sold our house in Wellington, Florida for like 500,000. Actually, I'm gonna get two sales because of that. And then, uh, the lady across the street was like impressed. So I'm talking with her and that, and then for the person who got the shirt, their friend, their friend that lives, um, down the street, or not in a different community, but down the street there, well, that's who I'm talking with, who they might be having a listing sign today. So that to me is more fun for me to go. Even if you didn't want to knock on the door, but I did. I knocked on the door. If they're there, I'm like, hey, I just got you some. Hope everything's well. Don't don't worry about it. Here you go. And um, then that to me is more fun than calling people who don't want to be called. I, I don't know. Call me crazy. Uh, I mean, a thousand percent. I mean, just have fun with your marketing. Think about what gets you to laugh when you're seeing how other companies are going to market. I mean, like we had, a, we had someone a couple, a couple years ago who branded herself as the city's official sponsor of Mother's Day. And it was like guys could reach out and claim like a ten dollar flower gift card to make sure that like no mom didn't get a bouquet of flowers on Mother's Day. I mean, <laughs> you could just I mean, there's so many options I love that. that are fun. Just got to do something. So I, I want to make another point because not everyone out there knows you and has seen your stuff. But I'm looking through your stuff online, and you, you know you're in Florida, but you're not selling ninety homes that are ten million dollars a piece. You're you're hustling. Like yeah, the homes right. you're selling are all different price ranges. I've yep. seen some stuff for 250. I've seen stuff for a million, but like you're working with a wide swath of individuals. And what I love about that is I think sometimes when people focus too singularly on the very, very high end, your database can end up dying because they don't move, like they don't move up as many times. Like you buy a $5 million house, you might not move as many times in the future as the people that are buying the $200,000 house and then the $500,000 house, then the million dollar house, then the $2 million house. Dude, and it's it's a lot harder selling a million dollar house than it is a $250,000 house because there's a, it's a niche market. It's a smaller amount of people can afford that. Uh, prime example, we have uh, we have a $1.45 million house on the market now and another one for eight fifty, dollars and it's crickets. But the ones that we are listing at four hundred, three hundred. dollars 350 like hotcakes. So if you, I say, go get it, go get four $250,000 listings. I'd rather have four of those than $1 million one because yeah. I know I'm going to sell them all. The million one, I might not, you know? Well, and the other thing too is like, you know, you know, a lot of realtors are kind of in that take what you can get mentality. And, you know, to a certain extent, we have to be. But the other piece is that every single asset that you get, every closing you have, every listing you take, is a piece of ammunition to get more business, right? Like it's your sign yeah. in the yard. That's branding. It's something you can market on social. It's something you can talk about 
in conversations. It's an open house you can do. I mean, there's just so many opportunities when you when you have more listings and total sales in in a varying amount of price ranges. No, you're, you uh, you absolutely nailed it. I have a friend of mine, um, good friend of mine, and she only lists like multi-million dollar properties. And I checked her sales and um, I think it was like 20 transactions over the last four years or whatever. I'm like, crap, I did that last month. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to unit to unit, granted her value price is up and she doesn't have to work that hard. But if at the end of the day, I, I, I feel like, you know, you can kind of get stale in that market. You can't really expand and meet new people and right. know where, where it takes you. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not for me. Right. And so, okay. So aside from the, aside from your actual business, which you're crushing it in, you also started a kind of like a real estate group for people that want to learn more. Tell us about that. Well, you were in it. You were a guest host. So thank you. Sir. Tell them about that. I tell them about it. So yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I never expected myself to be a coach or a mentor. I even feel weird saying it now because that's not something I ever aspired to do. However, um, I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a cliff note version of the long story. And basically I was approached by uh, an individual who sells online courses. And he went to one of my trainings that I did for the agents. He's like, well, you need to sell this product. Anyways, well, we went to go sell it um, and I liked it, but it just it just didn't feel right. It was my baby. It was more of a business than it was whatever. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't out for the money. Right. Um, so we decided to just part ways because we had different visions. Great guy, just different visions. And anyways, well, COVID hit and my, my buddy, Dan, who's on all of our uh, trainings, he reached out to me. He's like, listen, I just lost my job. COVID hit. I'm just, I need something to, you know, to work on. I'm like, well, we can try to build up another coaching program on the side while we figure things out. So we did. Anyways, well, that led to us, um, and a couple other things led to us for free every Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Um, on Zoom. I'm sitting right in the chair I'm sitting in now, and we do a coaching or training. This uh, this particular month, we're covering my real listing presentations, and I gave the people uh, actual slides of it that they can turn and show them step-by-step step where I get the data, my scripts, the process. Actually, I'm looking at it. From, I'm still here. The presentation timelines on my other screen right oh, over here. Um, and it's called uh, Suit Up Agents. So S-U-I-T-U-P Agents. You can find us on the Facebook group or suitupagents.com. And um, yeah, it's there for you. So people listening to this can tune in every Tuesday at 8 o'clock for free. For free. Dude, like if you're out there listening and you're looking for any information, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal. We've had some pretty expensive programs on here. Free is a great, great price for everyone, especially for those getting started. A listing presentation, that alone sounds like a huge deal that I'd want to learn more about. It's a it's a 15-year experience listing presentation that I tweaked throughout my years on different industries in real estate. And I made what I believe, I call the listing presentation so good, you'll be stupid saying no. And that's what I call it. Um, so listen real quick before we move on. So the Tuesdays are free, but then we record all of the trainings and they're in particular order. And then we put it in a platform, like a library. Yeah. That's not free because that costs us money. So the cheapest we can make that for people. And by the way, I should jump that price up. I think I'm going to, but the least expensive I made that uh, was 67 bucks a month. So I mean, they're like, why don't you just charge a thousand up front? I'm like, well, because a lot of people don't have a thousand bucks and they can do 67 bucks. And if, if they feel like it's not their jam in three months, the worst thing they lost was $180. You know, that's how I look at it. I love that. And I mean, again, with the minute you sign up for it, it's a repository. You have all the other videos. So, I mean, you're yeah. not going to run out of run out of ideas. And that's kind of, I mean, everyone needs to have stuff to go to when they have a down month. Even if you're a huge producer, one month might be lower. You start to freak out. 
that's when you need to find something like this to kind of reinvigorate your juices again. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you're right. I got my juices were reinvigorated today with a new thing that I'm going to present to my team in a few minutes. But anyways, I'm taking over the show. I love hearing that. <laughs> well, Chris, if someone wants to buy a house in Boca or get in touch with you, how do they find you? I mean, if, if they can't find you on Google, they're pretty dumb, but like make it easy. Hey, I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to say the good thing you said that. I always say when people call me on yard signs today and they can't figure out the price, that means they can't figure out how to type in the website or Google, whatever. I don't want them to answer that phone anyways. So if you can't figure out how to find, I'm just kidding. But no, you just Google my name, Chris Cusimano. It's uh, C-U-S-I-M-A-N-O. I'm everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Homes by Koozie is our team name. H-O-M-E-S-B-Y-C-U-S-I. Our phone number's all over that. And connect. Or if you just want to call me and pick my brain or you want to jump in our Tuesdays for free or join our free Facebook group or just hang out or jump on my podcast, I just like meeting people and I'd like to meet you too. Awesome. Well, Chris, just want to say thanks again and we're looking forward to chatting again and keeping this going. Thanks, man. I appreciate you and uh, see you next time, brother. Thanks for listening and a huge thank you to our sponsors, Neighborhood Loans and Treadstone Mortgage. With offices around the U.S., their loan officers offer a realtor-centric focus, personal communication from real humans, plus on-time closings that frankly are faster than most of the mortgage companies. Want to be connected to a great LO? Message me, your host, for more information, and I will connect you with a loan officer in your neighborhood. Want more marketing tips? Check out my book on Amazon, TAG, The Tangible Action Guide for Real Estate Marketing. And finally, if you want to support the show and hear even better guests, leave us a review on the podcast platform that you listen on.